0: Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. Well, first of all, thank you to JJ for filling in for me. It's been a pretty fun couple of days getting to move into the new pad. Um, Pretty depressing to have to leave. I'm not going to lie. But um, as confused as I was at the fact that this doesn't mean I would never have to go back to work. I actually have to go back to reality. I somehow made it work. And I decided that I would leave the night before so I could head back and do this podcast just for you fine people and then be on my way to work again. I'm still confused as to how this whole thing... (laughs) It's kind of like when you talk to a little kid and somehow they get this really wrong idea about something like, where? how did you think that was a thing? I was in full-on vacation mode, just enjoying the views and the scenery and the nice little neighborhood and, of course, the house itself. And somewhere along the line... A massive part of my brain thought I didn't have to do anything for a real long time. I think it, prob- I pro- it probably is just vacation mode. So it's like, dude, we got we gotta- so much time. It's like, no, you got to go to work tomorrow. We're still trying to work through that. There's a lot of confusion and, and sadness um, going on up in my brains. But we're back. Um, I will say that today is going to be a little, um, let's just say a little different than had I been home this whole time. I've been a little disconnected. I've been trying to keep up on what's been going on. Not that there's a massive amount going on, and I got the highlights as far as training camp. But it's going to be a little bit of that. Again, not as much as uh usually would do. But uh, you're going to have to bear with me this month. It's going to be a little bit of a whirlwind. But I guess we'll have to start with Mr. Adam Schefter. And I think you know where I'm going with this. But do you remember when I said... I don't remember exactly what was going on, but I think Ian Rapoport was being brought on a, on a show. I don't remember. But I remember I told you... There are certain guys who have certain jobs, Adam Schefter and Ian rapaport They are breaking news guys. That's their niche. And when they get outside of that niche, which people want them all the time, they'll bring them on their shows and say, tell me what's going on. Give me the latest. Give me. a..." But there's nothing else. If they have breaking news, they would have broke it. They have no new information. They don't know more than us. They just know before us. So I guess there's a small period of time when they know more than us, and then they tell us, and then we are up to date. So and the the bottom line is, unless on these shows they're breaking new information, their opinions don't really matter. They're not great in terms of their commentary. That's not why they're popular. And again, the, these shows love to have them on because it makes the ratings go through the roof, because when you hear Ian Rappaport is on the show, when you hear Adam Schefter is on the show, people come pouring in because they want that new information. They think that these guys are omniscient, that if you just ask them quite that, like, they just know everything. And if we it's sort of like just asking the GM or Aaron Rodgers question, they know you just want them to tell you what's going on and hope that they tell you. That's what people seem to think with them. Tell us what's the latest. And then they tell you basically what we already know in these weird roundabout ways. But Anyways, Adam Schefter is on a show. People ask his opinion. He gives a stupid opinion, and we shouldn't be shocked. But we also shouldn't conflate this with, and this is why we shouldn't trust his reporting. No, it's just completely different. You know, if if John Krasinski, which is Jim Halpert from The Office, were to, let's say, do a breaking news th- like he was going to be the new breaking news guy but for hollywood and he was going to be the one that like broke new information about new tv shows new movies that are going to be coming out like the industry breaking news stuff and then for some reason he comes out and he's like he's like on some podcast and he tells people that uh he's convinced that the earth is flat now, i don't want to get into an argument or dis- discussion it doesn't matter but whatever i tried to pick something that most people would agree is is not really a thing not interest, you, I don't want any DMs about it. I can prove it. I don't care. Good. I hope it's flat. Great. I prefer flat ground. Better gas mileage. Anyways. Point is, it would be ridiculous then the next time he breaks, hey, guess what? There's a new uh, Fast and Furious 57 and it's just as stupid as all the other ones. It wouldn't make any sense to come out and be like, I bet there's not because he thinks there's... A, it doesn't mean... It, they're completely unrelated. Completely unrelated. So this stupid take has nothing to do with the next time he breaks news, you don't believe it because he said the Packers would be bad without Rogers. Anyways... I'm not even going to play the clip. You know what, I will. I didn't want to give it any airtime, but I also don't want to be accused of taking it out of context. So I'll, I'll just play it for you so you can hear it if you haven't heard it yet. Here's Adam Schefter giving his opinion, which, again, is not what he gets paid to do. And you can understand why. They know that if he's not back, that they will be one of the worst teams in football. And if he is back, Ooh. they will be amongst the best <laughs> with a chance to compete hey. for Super wow. Bowl Toss, which, again... So I'm going to cut it off there because the rest of what he says doesn't matter. And the only reason I played it out that long is because I wanted you to hear the wow and then the other guy laughing. Those are two separate people. There's only three other people. There's the host who's trying to get the other three to talk. And then there's the two other guys who uh, basically laughed at him for that take. But look, I don't have to go through and explain to you why that's stupid. But let me try as best as I can to uh, to try to think through where Schefter's coming from. The only thing that makes sense, and again, I'm trying to make sense of something that is that is... Not, you know, sensible. But let's let's pretend we're going to give Schefter a little credit for this take here. The only way this makes any sense, if Schefter's not a complete idiot, is if he knows that the Packers know that Jordan Love and Blake Bortles and every other quarterback on this team isn't just below average. They're horrifically bad. That has to be the case because the only way that this team is stacked as as it is is one of the worst teams in football, is if the quarterback is just pathetically bad. Because obviously I don't have to go through the list again that I've gone through a thousand times. Best left tackle in football, fantastic running back duo, best wide receiver in football, best corner in football, blah, 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 blah. You've heard it a thousand times. You're you're going to struggle to find, remove quarterbacks from the equation. You're going to struggle to find a roster that is more stacked than the Green Bay Packers. Just look at the fact Last year, in the Pro Bowl, the Green Bay Packers represented the largest group from any team. I know the Pro Bowl's stupid, but I'm kind of speaking Schefter's language here because he's one of those lazy guys that relies on Pro Bowl. Bottom line is it's shorthand for it's a pretty good team, right? Safety duo, the rest of the offensive line, on and on and on and on and on. But if the quarterback play is bad enough, it really doesn't matter, right? I mean, it's the most important position for a reason. I think you're more likely to be a bad team with a great quarterback than a good team with a real bad quarterback. Case in point, the Houston Texans, with one of the better quarterbacks in football, compared to, I don't know, the 49ers going 6-10, and 10, right? It's a pretty good roster, but the quarterback is terrible, or the quarterback play. Uh, New England, Tom Brady leaves, they fall to seven wins on the season. Cowboys, defense is rough, but they lose their quarterback, they get, go to 6-10. and 10. But it's just, it's just hard to get there. I mean, you look at the Miami Dolphins, Tua struggled. Everybody knows that at this point. I think there was a period where everybody thought Tua was good, but even now it's like everybody's come around to the fact that Tua was really not very good. Even Tua came out and was like, yeah, so I didn't really know the playbook as well as I probably should have. So that's why things were bad. So we're kind of past the point where we think Tua was actually good last year. I know the Dolphins did some stuff that's cool, but that is a rough roster. The offensive line is not great. The wide receivers were not great. The defense as a whole was not great. I know they had a real good corner, but, you know, basically not you know, right behind Jair. It's not, it's nowhere near as good. They had 10 wins last year. Dallas, with a terrible uh, defense and having lost their quarterback, went 6-10. and 10. The New Orleans Saints, um, they're passing great on the season, so that's, you know, Drew Brees with a little Taysom Hill and a dash of Jameis Winston they graded out pretty terribly overall they went 13 and 5 on the season all right the Rams number one defense in football the offense has been declining for a long time and Goff has just been going off a cliff 11 and 7 the Giants with no corners a quarterback that fumbles every five seconds I don't mind him as a quarterback they lost their running back Saquon their wide receivers are somewhat of a joke The offensive line massively struggled. Six wins. I'm not saying six wins is the goal, but I mean, how bad do we think Love is going to be, especially considering the supporting cast is better in almost every category except maybe the defensive line? The Lions won five games. What's the floor for this team? The Raiders were 8-8. The Raiders are just bad everywhere. I do think Carr's a, a, a tad underrated. But what's Carr got to work with? They got a tight end. They got a running back. And what? I mean, one of the worst teams in football, the the Jaguars won one game, the Jets, the Falcons, the Bengals, the Texans, the Eagles. I mean, I just, I'm going through the list of teams that are four or five win teams, the Panthers, the Broncos, and the Lions, and that's it. How many of these teams can you say they're basically the Packers with a bad quarterback? Which ones? I can't find any. What you find largely are are incompetent organizations that are not very well run. They're not very well coached. They struggle largely on defense just as a whole. Jacksonville's defense was a joke. The Jets' defense was terrible. Falcons' defense is beyond a joke. The Bengals' defense is a joke. The Texans' defense was terrible. Eagles' defense is terrible. Panthers' defense was beyond terrible. Broncos have got a little something going. That would be the closest you can get to a competent roster Without a quarterback, but they don't have the offensive line. They certainly don't have uh, Devontae. They definitely don't have a Jair. So I, you know, I mean, the best I can do to try to give him credit is to say that he believes that the Packers believe that Jordan Love is terrible. And the only reason I phrase it that way is because he said that they know that without Aaron Rodgers, they're one of the worst teams in football. The Packers know that. Now again, that's pretending that I want to give him enough credit to believe that he believes that this is a really, or or I should say that he knows that this is a really good roster, and he's not one of those lazy, um, I don't know, I hate to even lump them in with people that, that have this job full time, because you would assume that a lot of people that do this for a living would understand NFL rosters and things like that, but there are a lot of commentators that just don't seem to know anything about the Packers at all. They don't actually study and learn and understand, they just run with narratives, And the crazy thing is, nobody seems to have have a good enough grasp of what their job is to be able to step up and just acknowledge the Packers have a great roster, to change the narrative. And so you got guys that don't know what they're talking about who are like, oh yeah, the team is garbage without Rodgers, basically. What do you mean? Well, none of those guys would be as good without Rodgers. Really? Adrian Amos wouldn't be as good? Jair wouldn't be the number one corner if it wasn't for Rodgers? What are you talking about? David Bakhtiari would forget how to block if Jordan Love was there? Why? Devontae, like, can't get open anymore? As though Devante is just this slow garbage receiver that's just lumbering around, and Rodgers just throws these pinpoint passes to a guy with somebody draped all over him. As though the guy doesn't get triple covered and still get open. <laughs> it's such a stupid narrative. Now, unfortunately, a lot of Packer fans believe it. Rodgers makes guys great, except... The majority of guys who aren't great. Rogers doesn't make them great, but that's because he chooses not to, right? He's, he's a very particular god, even amongst his friends sometimes, like Jake Kumaro, he, he chooses not to make them great. It's almost as if the, uh, the powers flow through him, but he doesn't control them. It's just, it's so stupid. Devontae's good because Devontae's good. Kumoro couldn't get it done because Rogers isn't a god. He doesn't anoint people. He doesn't make people great. People are good or they're not good, and that's it. Rodgers has a marginal impact on them the same way they have a marginal impact on Rodgers, right? It's not a coincidence that Aaron Rodgers had a great year, the same time in which the offensive line was one of the best offensive lines in football. He didn't get pressured as much, therefore he was able to do his job very well. No, 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 they blocked well because Rodgers was there. Okay, then how do you explain the times in which the offensive line didn't block well? Did his magic run out? I mean, you guys got to just cool it with this stuff. He's really good, okay? But we're taking it to crazy lengths. I mean, we're, we're right on the doorstep of David Bakhtiari's knee, knee has been healed because Rodgers is in the room, right? He, it's it's Rodgers healed his knee. Like we're, we're right there. We're right knocking on the door of that level of crazy with this Aaron Rodgers stuff. He's good at throwing a football. He doesn't make Jair good. He doesn't make Devontae good. Devontae's just good. Now, the statistics might be higher because another quarterback might not throw as accurate of passes, but he doesn't make him get open. Like Aaron Rodgers tricks defenders into the offensive linemen. Like they would have run around Bakhtiari, but Rodgers just tricked him like using his Jedi mind trick and the defenders just fall into David Bakhtiari. And it, it's so offensive. You know what I mean? I mean, that that's the other thing. It's so just unbelievably disrespectful to the rest of this team, especially when Packers fans do it. How are you even a fan of this team? And you're that disrespectful to the rest of the guys on this team. Just because you want to prove how, how much you love Rodgers, you're going to disrespect every other guy on this team? That's a little ridiculous. Just relax. And that's what Schefter did. He just massively disrespected everybody. And so again, I, I can't give a prediction as to how good the team is going to be because it does largely fall, fall on the shoulders of how good the quarterback is. But there's a floor and there's a ceiling. And it is a bold statement to say that one of the better constructed rosters in football is going to be one of the worst teams in football if Rodgers doesn't play. Newsflash, every year a team wins a Super Bowl. Every year in the history of the NFL, with the exception of one, a team has won that Super Bowl and they didn't have Rodgers. So the question of how can you win without Rodgers? I don't know. Ask any other team in NFL history that's won a Super Bowl. How did they do it? Because they didn't have Rodgers, so weird to me when people are like, "You can't win without Rodgers." Really? Because thirty-one other teams win all the time and they don't have Rodgers. So I don't know exactly what you're talking about. And again, and I've said this before, I don't know, I don't really understand the disrespect to Jordan Love either. I think it's silly to anoint the guy, but I don't know anybody that's doing that. I I I don't think I've ever seen anybody come out and say this guy's going to be a stud, and I know it. I mean, some you know, his his coach has said that. You know, some some fans have leveled some optimism but for the most part there's two camps there's i'm hopeful and i'm excited and i'm i'm i genuinely hope that he's going to be a great quarterback but i know it's a long shot and people that say i know he's going to be trash and the crazy thing is it's it's the people that should know better there's always going to be reactionary fans that just say crazy stuff but it seems like a large portion of the media is on that bandwagon and it's weird because you look at any other first round quarterback and the assumption is always they're going to be great It it just doesn't make any sense to me, right? The Jaguars are the new dynasty because they drafted Trevor Lawrence. Well, that's because he's Trevor Lawrence. Okay, I mean, just go through the list, dude. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, maybe not Mac Jones as much. So maybe maybe there's a little bit of a thing there. I don't know. But generally speaking, they're going to be great. I mean, there's some skepticism about Justin Fields, but that's only because it's the Bears. Joe Burrow is going to be great for Cincinnati. Tua is going to be great for Miami. Justin Herbert is going to be great for the Chargers. Jordan Love, trash. <laughs> what? Kyler Murray. We I haven't heard people shut up about Kyler Murray once. Daniel Jones. The media still hyped him. Giants fans were angry, but the media still hyped him. Dwayne Haskins was going to be a great, was a great pick for Washington. Baker Mayfield is going to be great for Cleveland. Sam Darnold, great quarterback. Josh Allen, great quarterback. Josh Rosen, great quarterback even Lamar. I mean, I know Lamar gets a lot of hate, but Lamar also got a lot of love primarily from the media. They hyped him to no end. Mitch Trubisky was hyped. Pat Mahomes was hyped. Deshaun Watson was hyped. Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. I don't really remember Paxton Lynch. So there there might be a couple, but also you got to factor in a lot of the, the pessimism has to do with the team in which they go to. Paxton Lynch, end of the first Denver. I don't know, but generally speaking, I don't know and I, I I can't say I'm as plugged into uh, ESPN. It's not like I sit and watch it on loop or whatever. But I just, I struggle to remember a time when when a first-round quarterback has been written off so easily. And it's so weird. He's not even being given a chance. He's not even, it's almost as if he's a, a fourth-round quarterback. Like, th- this guy, there's no chance. Doesn't matter that he's sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't matter that he's working with Matt LaFleur, who has proven to be one of the better head coaches in football, with one of the best records to start off a career of any coach ever in the NFL, who happens to be a quarterback guy, that's his forte, who happens to be running a quarterback-friendly system with a dominant offensive line, great wide receiver, incredible running back duo, and a running back, by the way, that can block, who can catch, and who can run, which really helps to bail out a, uh, a quarterback. You heard the other day, two days ago, about the tight ends from Mr. Coach Hahn and what the things that they do there. You got Mercedes Lewis, who's a great blocker. You got Tunyon, who's emerging as a great receiver. You got Taguara, who I think is going to be able to bail you out in a bunch of different ways. Doesn't matter, though. He's being written off, not even being given a chance. He's going to be trash. The whole team, He's, he's going to be so bad, he's going to drag down the whole team. Why? Why is everybody doing this? I don't get it. Yeah, maybe he's going to be bad. Of course, maybe he's going to be bad. Maybe Tua's going to be bad, just like he has been. But everybody said he's going to... Even now, people don't want to admit, even after a year of not good quarterback play, people are still giving him plenty of, of credit. Well, it was only one year, and give him some time, and blah, 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 blah. Kyler had a terrible first year. Everybody still hyped him. He got better, but that's kind of my point. Everybody gave him a chance. They're giving him time. Daniel Jones, I feel like, is being kind of written off, but not entirely nowhere near, despite the fact that we've seen a team that has been garbage. He's still not being written off. Dwayne Haskins largely has been written off, but that's only after seeing him as probably the worst quarterback in football for, what, two years, three years? I don't know. Trubisky, every year until he was gone, was like, well, maybe this year, maybe this is the year, could be, never know, might be. And that's the Bears. Jared Goff, we know what he is. He's not being written off for the Lions. I mean, Jameis, to this day, people still feel like you can plug him in and he can play. He's been nothing but a terrible quarterback. He's broken records as far as interceptions. Marcus Mariota, every year, you know, oh, he's going to be great. Maybe this year, maybe this year, maybe this year. You never know. Hype, 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 hype. Blake Bortles was given time after time after time after time after time. He's going to be great. 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 Johnny Menzel, he was taken 22nd overall. Oh, he's the savior. Oh, great Johnny Manziel, Teddy Bridgewater, E.J. Manuel, blah, 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 Robert Griffin III, Ryan Tannehill, Cam Newton. To this day, people haven't come around to the fact that he really was never that good. He had one year of being a dominant quarterback. Other than that, it's it's fantasy football stats. That's it. That's all he did is fantasy football because he runs well, right? When you get a billion rushing touchdowns, you're going to score a ton of points and he's one of the better Guys to take in fantasy, so people that play fantasy think he's great. He's not. His number one job is to throw, and as as a thrower, he's never really been that good. He's been decent. Jordan Love, trash. Why? Yeah, maybe. Fine, maybe. I'm fine with maybe. Maybe Trevor Lawrence is going to be trash. I don't know. Dude, last year he wasn't good. Dude, last year he didn't play. He didn't even practice. Well, even this year, it's it's been shaky. Okay, first of all, do you know how many years, by the way, the answer to this question is every year, but do you know how many years we have to go through this thing where we go into camp and reports are that Aaron Rodgers threw like four interceptions and we hem and haw and go, is Rodgers bad or is the defense just going to be dominant this year? It happens every year. The guy throws more picks in training camp than he does throughout the entire regular season. He'll, he'll match his number of picks in an NFL season in one practice. In like an hour and a half practice, he'll throw three interceptions. It's practice. And, and, and here's the thing. Here's what we all know. Nobody actually believes that this practice tells you everything about Jordan Love. It's just confirmation, right? People that already know he's going to be garbage are using this to say, see, I knew it. But nobody's doing that with Trevor Lawrence. This guy is being hyped as one of the greatest prospects to come out since Andrew Luck, possibly even better than Andrew Luck. Here's an article about trevor lawrence quote myers gave his rookie quarterback mixed reviews during his first action on the field two weeks ago quote he had a good day yesterday okay today after another week of practice how is lawrence doing on the field now well let's just say the rookie quarterback is doing rookie quarterback things jaguars reporter mark long said lawrence returned to the field this afternoon and threw two pick sixes within just few, a few passes of each other well, that's it, folks. He's done. He's trash. Throw, you know. Just let's throw in the towel. He's done. Two pick sixes? He's done. And I, I'm being serious. Let's be intellectually honest about this. If you're serious in saying that Jordan Love overthrew MVS, which by the way, Rodgers does that constantly. He, to this day, after working with MVS for three years, has not be able, been able to gauge his speed. Those two have never been in sync, ever. He cannot throw accurate passes to MVS. Maybe this last year was the first time he really got in sync with MVS. But we're going to sit here and pretend that trying to gauge MVS and, thro- and throwing to him is super easy after having seen at least two straight years of Rodgers being completely unable, unable, uncapable, <laughs> just making up stuff, of-, of being able to throw to MVS. Fine. If practice means all that, then tell me what you think of Trevor Lawrence after throwing basically back-to-back pick-sixes in camp. See, because I know the answer. Everybody is going to gauge these two things differently, and the only reason is because it's not about being honest. It's about confirmation. We know that uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be great, so I'm going to disregard this. We know that Jordan Love is going to be trash, so I'm going to regard it, I guess. It's dishonesty. So again, I'm not sitting here saying he's going to be good. I'm saying that people are being stupid, and they're being biased, and they're being dishonest. We both know that this means absolutely nothing. Anyways, I'm going to take a break here, but I'm just going to keep rolling on with where I'm going with this. So I just got to put a break somewhere. But uh, thank you very much to Patrick Schneider for jumping in on Patreon, as well as Michael Davis for... uh getting involved as well patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy if you'd like to support the podcast you can do so for as little as a dollar per month let's take a break we'll be right back passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered Anyways, continuing on, there absolutely have been bad reports about Jordan Love. Yes, that's true. Rob Dumovsky basically laid out the statistics saying 12 of 23 passing in team, including a failed two-minute drill. But you also have reports that are positive about Jordan Love, including from Devontae Adams saying, quote, he's locked in and I can see it. Now, we might want to brush that off and that's fine, but that's not a minor thing. Devontae doesn't largely make a lot of declarations. Now, granted, when you're being asked a question, you you have to answer some kind of way. But the only other thing that I can really remember in terms of Devontae making um, positive statements was when he came out in support of Aaron Jones and basically said, this guy is special. And he saw it before anybody else did. And obviously, Aaron Jones is pretty special. So you can take it with a grain of salt. That's fine. But it's in line with what everybody else has said. By the way, side note, Devontae Adams does not sound like a guy that's saying, um, if, if Rodgers leaves, I'm not coming back, which I think has always been a, a phony narrative to begin with. If Rodgers leaves, we're going to lose Bakhtiari, we're going to lose Devontae, we're going to lose all these guys. Devontae is back. Not only that, he came back and he said, look, from where I came from, I'm not about to give up money. Now, he did turn down a bonus, so it's kind of confusing. But as some people speculated, maybe what he means is there's a difference between turning down bonus money and actually having to pay back money or what i don't I don't really know but bottom line is he's clearly saying uh, i'm not in a position to be I, I i appreciate the value of money i'm not so spoiled as a rich athlete that is like i don't really care about a half million bucks or a hundred thousand dollars or whatever no it matters to me and i think that's the same as when it comes down to contract negotiations he's not going to turn down a great offer from the green bay packers because i just want to go somewhere else because i'm so you know I don't, I don't even know what it would be It's it, like some kind of a moral stance or, or such a, I'm such a good friend that I, I just, I just think there's such a twisted perspective of how much the team has taken Aaron Rodgers side in this. And I'm not saying they, they hate Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying that I think people just go about their business and yeah, they wish Aaron Rodgers was there, but it's, it's, I think people just, it's their job and they have to go to work. And they're at work. And I don't think they like the media circus. I don't think they like that Rogers isn't there. And I think they just want to move forward. And I think they are moving forward. Tyler Dunn, and, and we'll, we'll dive more into this article another time, but he had another article. And, and I'm not going to try to convince you to, to trust or like Tyler Dunn. If you don't like him or trust him or whatever, that's fine. But you also have to understand that he absolutely has sources. And how do we know that? Because he's brought them on his show. He, he does like these meetings with guys. And so you kind of get an idea of who he's talking to based on uh the fact that they 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 some of them give their name right he'll put their name in the the article but i mean he he'll he'll cite people he'll quote people he'll he'll basically tell you who he's talking to but he does have some unnamed sources that don't want to be named some of them are on the team so he he had an article and, and at the let's see what is the article called uh the clock is ticking in green bay but anyways when he posted this article He put a caption above it on Twitter. He says, a crazy thought. Maybe we don't judge Jordan Love off his first practice with the top four wide receivers. For what it's worth, one player we spoke to had quite a bit of praise for Love after seeing him through the entire... Remember, Devontae already said he's he's, he's praised him just to a small degree, but even privately, because remember, if if you're put on the spot, you're not going to trash the guy unless, of course, you're a Aaron Rodgers fan and you don't want to say anything positive about Jordan Love because you're you're going to leave this place if Jordan. If that's true, maybe you, you kind of trash him or whatever. But off the record, you'll happily trash a guy. Off the record, the quote from a veteran on the team said, I think he's going to be real good. He said, I, I think he needs a little bit more confidence and he needs more reps, which is probably why the um, Green Bay Packers are giving him a massive amount of reps. You had Rob Domofsky reporting on that, saying basically generally what happens is the veteran gets uh, a, a large portion of the snaps and then you move on to the next guy. So it'll be like five or six snaps and then the next guy gets like three and then the next guy gets like two and then you keep running back through it. Rob said basically at one point, Jordan Love had 14, to, uh, 14 15, 16, somewhere in there, um, straight snaps. They're just drowning him in... in, in um, opportunity because they got because they got to get him caught up but again from from the people that are there even you know whether it's um in front of a camera or behind the scenes i have not heard anybody that's there say that he's not very good by the way again um the reason i brought up this article largely is the other thing that was brought up by i'm assuming the same veteran he talked to a guy that is a veteran on the team a couple people come to mind but whatever uh that that veteran obviously asked to not be named for very obvious reasons Which, again, is good because then you get more direct bluntness, which is what you get here. Here's an insight, and it's not to say that everybody feels this way, but here is what this person said to Tyler Dunn about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Quote, We just need to say, F it, let's go, or he's here. We don't have time to be waiting around. We're six weeks from training camp. How much longer are we going to wait? This is not, you bunch of morons better find a way to get Rodgers back or I'm leaving. That's nonsense. Again, that's that's what a lot of fans think. That's not what players think. They're saying, we just need an answer. Give me an answer. Pick a direction and let's go. I don't care. Of course, I want Rodgers back because I want to win more games. But more than that, I just want you to tell me what we're doing. Who's the quarterback? And so, yeah, there, there, there is frustration with the franchise. But it's not because they made Rodgers mad. It's because they want an answer. In other words, what they would like is to push the issue what they would like is similar to what I've said, although I've changed my mind on it because I understand why you would choose to just bench him instead of trading him or whatever. But what I had said in the past is, look, either he's coming back or just get rid of the guy. This is from a, a, a member of the Packers right now. Look, I'd love to have him back, but at the end of the day, if he's not coming back, then forget him, move on, get him out of here. I don't care. I don't think we have to worry about a mass exodus. Again, this is the, this is the Aaron Rodgers God Complex players will just fall into a deep depression. They're going to quit football. They're going to run and start some massive dynasty with Rodgers because he's some kind of a god that just everybody's going to follow. No, dude, it's just football. If he wants to force his way out, fine. I, you know, I, again, I love the guy. He's a friend of mine. I'm talking, you know, as, as a player, obviously not me personally. And I hope he comes back. You know, I, we're obviously a better team with him and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, if he chooses to leave, fine, but let's just move on and figure this out. Can we please, can we please just get this over with? Anyways, kind of circling back around, I want, I want to just read a little bit of this and then I think I maybe, well, well, we'll find a couple little tidbits and then we'll get out of here because I got to wrap this up. But um, after that, he kind of gets into the Jordan Love thing. Let me just read this this paragraph to you. The second impression of Jordan Love has been quite impressive too. This player, same player, says he's gaining some more believers on the roster. This pl- um, I read that already. Of course, there's a massive difference between a quarterback throwing the ball on a practice field in shorts and facing third and eight on Sunday night in front of 70,000 screaming fans with a linebacker screaming off the edge. But players saw a young, ultra-athletic quarterback with promise through OTAs. One player cited a deep throw in which Love rolled right and on, on, on the run gunned a bullet deep that whistled inches past the defender's ear hole. Right here was the kind of throw the Packers were gambling on when they traded up for Love. Right here is why the GM rolled the dice. So again, I'm I'm not telling you to be a believer. I'm just telling you to be open-minded, right? We don't know he's going to be good. We don't know he's going to be bad. But we're getting two very different pictures. From the media, you're largely getting, this guy's going to be trash. And that's that's coming from the people who say, this roster is garbage without, without Aaron Rodgers. Because Aaron Rodgers is some kind of a god. Which is weird, because these are the same people that have been trashing Rodgers since forever. They've been gleeful at his supposed decline. Which, I mean, not really supposed, I mean, he... he hasn't been as good in recent years but obviously he still has it because mvp performance which is why this this doesn't make any sense but again these these guys don't make a lot of sense they just say things that are that are clickbaity so they'll dig at aaron Rodgers, but yet if aaron Rodgers leaves that's that's the end of the packers because he's he's simultaneously overrated and also some kind of a god i don't know how that works but whatever but on the other end of it though everybody inside the camp seems to like jordan love yes he's raw Yes, he needs to build up a little bit more confidence, but there's also been a lot of positives about his... his I, I think he's a confident person. He commands the room. He commands the huddle. It's just confidence in the system, in the play calling, in the in all that kind of stuff, in, in his, his abilities. But make absolutely no mistake, this guy is rare in terms of his potential. No question he can bust out and be out of the league and, and the team ends up winning six games. Say five, I don't know. If he's just like, you know, Brett Hundley or whatever, Deshaun Kaiser, no offense to those guys, but I mean, that's, that's the floor in my mind, but also Brett Hundley and Deshaun Kaiser never had this kind of potential. They really didn't. I mean, Brett Hundley was what a fourth round pick. I know Deshaun was a second round pick, so it's kind of close, but he also was never this kind of quarterback. He was more, I mean, Josh Allen minus the athleticism. I mean, he, he was not athletic. He just had a cannon for an arm. Right? He's, a, he's a big stand in the pocket, Ben Roethlisberger type of quarterback. He's more Sam Darnold than Pat Mahomes. Jordan Love is more Pat Mahomes, not in terms of ability. I, I should not in terms of he's that good, but in terms of he can do all those things, which is rare. It's not true that anybody that's a first round pick, any quarterback can do those things. They're all built a little bit differently, right? Um, Kyler Murray isn't necessarily this kind of a mold. He's more of the Lamar Jackson mold. Not to say bad quarterback, just, just different in terms of what makes them great or potentially great, right? Lamar's a guy that he can throw, he can do these kinds of things, but the biggest reason that you're, you're terrified of him is on top of being a quarterback, this guy can run and ruin your life. I think you get, then you got guys like Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Jordan Love. They're, they're a different kind of, of mold in which they're primarily passers. They can run a little bit to kind of keep you honest. But the biggest thing is at any point, from any position, at any time, they can throw a pass that is accurate to a guy regardless of how far away they are. Whether I'm in the pocket, whether I'm scrambling to my right, scrambling to my left, I'm always in the game and you can never count me out. As a thrower, he has that ability. It's just a matter of. of where he falls in terms of meeting his full potential, because his full potential is Pat Mahomes. It's unlikely he ever reaches that, but he's one of the rare guys that actually has that level of upward potential. So again, I'm even skeptical that he'll ever be a really good quarterback just based on statistics. But the fact that he has that as, as his potential, can we give him an opportunity? Can we possibly just wait and see? I know you're mad that we picked him to begin with. I know you're mad that Aaron Rodgers chose to leave, and somehow that's, that means you have to hate Jordan Love. I don't know how that works. Which, again, I'm going to repeat that because some people get confused. The Packers are not pushing him out. Jordan Love is not pushing him out. Gutekunst is not pushing him out. Nobody is pushing him out. He's choosing to leave. He's choosing not to come back. That's Rodgers. Give me this whiny nonsense about it's everybody else's fault. It's society's fault. It's the Packers' fault. If they would just talk to him more, if they were just nicer to him, if they would just listen to him more, then I wouldn't have to do this. No, 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 no. He's choosing. He is. Not the Packers. He is. Not the fans. He is. Not me. Not Goot. Not LaFleur. Not Devontae. Not Murphy. Rodgers. He's choosing. Let's keep it where it is. If you're mad about the situation, you're mad at Rodgers. And while Rodgers chooses not to be here, we have a guy with a massive amount of potential and he's wearing a Green Bay Packers helmet. He's glad that he's a Packer. He wants to be a Packer. He wants to come in and be the absolute best. He wants nothing more than to be the third in line, in order, great quarterback for the Green Bay Packers to carry on a fantastic legacy. That's his goal. And all he's asking, and not even asking, he probably doesn't care all that much, but all we have to do is support the guy who is currently a Green Bay Packer who is currently training to become a great quarterback here and carry on a great legacy, and all you got to do is not be a total jerk and hate on the guy. That's all you have to do. Can you manage that? Yeah, but he's probably going to be... Tra- yeah, probably. I agree. So what? Let's find out. Because we all know that, that this means nothing. I mean, even the preseason doesn't mean anything. If the preseason means something, then, then you know when the Packers go 0-4 in the preseason, that means they're going to be garbage, except it doesn't. When our third string quarterback goes off and just dominates, that means he's going to be a great quarterback, except it doesn't. Remember Josh Jackson, after we drafted him, he was just dominant, like right out of the gate. He was great in camp, he was great in the preseason, and then he just never played because he turns out he wasn't that good. Doesn't mean anything. And yeah, it's possible that he's going to struggle, just like a lot of young quarterbacks struggle. Some of them end up getting better. Some of them don't. I don't know, but just it's so silly that we get one practice where there's some positive and some negative, negative. And all we hear, especially from the media, but including some Packer fans who are just giddy, just gleeful. I understand hearing it and being upset and being um, concerned. That's, I'm, not, I'm not mad at you if you're concerned. I'm concerned. We're all concerned. We're all worried. But fear doesn't have to turn to rage. It's the people that are giddy and, and gleeful about it. Like, <laughs> I told you. Ha, 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 you bunch of idiots. I was right. Dude, who cares if you're right? Technically, I'd be right. If Jordan Love is bad, technically, I'd be correct. Because I said, statistically speaking, odds are not great. But I want him to be good. I already told you that entire 2020 draft class, I didn't like a single pick. At the time, not a fan of Jordan Love as a prospect. Hated the pick. I'm rooting for him. A.J. Dillon didn't like the pick. Didn't like him as a college prospect. Came around to him. Big fan. Josiah DeGuara. Did not like him as a prospect. By the time the season rolled around, he's like my number one. I'm, I'm, I mean, AJ Dillon and Josiah Deguara, I, I'm obsessed with at this point. We haven't seen hardly any of them, but I just, I just, I get it. And I understand their role and I'm, I'm excited about their potential. Didn't like Kamal. I'm the only guy saying, no, he's been pretty good. To this day, I, I didn't go back and say, no, I, I like his college film. No, no, I went back and watched him. I'm like, nope, still don't get it. Still think it's a stupid pick. Except he was, of all the rookie linebackers, one of the best. Even better than the guys in the first round and whatnot. Did not at all like the Rashawn Gary pick. Did not at all like Rashawn Gary. Did not like his college film even a little bit. But I got over that because you know what? The guy started crying when he got drafted. You know why? Because he was so happy to be on this team. To this day, he has been a massive Packer fan. He is unbelievably loyal, which is one of my favorite attributes about him. We've seen nothing but him working and grinding. And he's still got a ways to go. And maybe he's never going to be Daniel Hunter. Maybe he's never going to be what what uh, Zedarius is or any of these guys. Maybe he's always just going to be a guy that racks up a decent amount of stats, but is kind of bad against the run. Whatever. I don't know what the thing. May I don't know. But he's a Packer. Doesn't mean you can't call him out. I mean, obviously, I call out Billy Turner and Kevin King all the time. But let's not be silly about it. If the guy play, especially if they play, if they haven't played, you got to give him a chance. If they've played and play well and you still dislike them because you're still mad about a pick or some, or some weird thing, like, I didn't like it at the time, and I just refused to change my mind, you gotta get out of that, dude. That is so unbelievably unhealthy. It's probably also part of the reason why we're in this predicament we are as a country. Because once, once you pick a party, once you vote for somebody, you're locked in. And you'll defend them to the death, and we see that all the time. Nobody does things right all the time, but nobody's wrong in everything. So if you're the kind of person who's like, everything they do is wrong, you gotta just slow your roll. I know you're mad that so-and-so got elected or voted out of office or whatever. And obviously, if you don't agree with somebody on what a certain policy thing, but come on, everything the guy does is wrong or the, the, the lady does is wrong. Everything? I know that's how the media operates, but that's not how we should operate. Don't be as bad as the media. Give me a break. Come on now. We know how ridiculous they are. We can't get in, into that. They're not going to give Jordan Love a shot. Fine. That's them being stupid. They're trying to get clicks. They're trying to make money. You have no vested interest in being ridiculous. So let's just not be ridiculous. Just go watch Jordan Love. I'm not saying go watch his game against LSU, where he's playing hero ball, just trying to get something going, and in the fourth quarter he throws a bunch of passes that are 50-50 balls, and obviously LSU comes down with it because LSU has foot has NFL-caliber football players, and... Um, you know, Jordan Love's team is basically like elite high school. (laughs) Like, It's just, it's bad. And I know there's not much to talk about, but I mean, we can get excited that the guys are out there playing without pretending that it means something. It's practice. They're practicing. I mean, it almost reminds me of like, uh, parents with, say you've got like four kids and that one kid is just a little out of control. If you've got a handful of kids, you probably know what I'm talking about. You got one or two, or it's just like this one is. I'm worried about this one. I got one of them, where I'm, I'm. I mean, we'll see what happens with with the baby, but of of the three, let's say one of them is like, dude, I, I don't, I don't know how this is going to go. Like, I'm, I'm concerned. She's very young, <laughs> but still, there's going to be issues along the way. I don't know what happened. I don't know what I did wrong. I mean, she's a sweet kid, but, dude. But it's one thing to acknowledge that. It's another thing to, like, you know, root against her, throw it in her face, tell her, like, you're going to be a, a joke of a human being. You know, like, go to my wife and be gleeful when she does something wrong because, ha-ha, I told you so. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's so, like, dark and weird and, and terrible and horrible. That's your kid, dude. Why are you doing that? She's on your team. <laughs> also, she's very young. Why don't you give her some, op- some you know, the opportunity to to grow out of Being a little wild. And again, it all just circles back to finding joy in football. Nobody is finding joy that is still mad about Rashawn Gary, that is still mad about Jordan Love, that is still mad about A.J. Dillon. None of these people are happy. You have to find a way to be happy. And I'm telling you, Jordan Love, if you can truly enjoy football, is a source of joy. If Jordan Love is a a source of distress and anger and all these things, you're still not quite getting it. This is an exciting period. It's the same as, 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 you know, getting excited about the draft. It's no different. It's all fake. Getting excited about Eric Stokes and Amari Rogers and Josh Myers and all, it's fake. Odds are, of those three, probably two of them aren't going to be very good. I'm not saying bad necessarily, but, you know, elite level, whatever. Whether you like the draft, hate the draft, whatever, most of the guys drafted aren't going to be very good. But we pretend they are which is fine. Do that. You've got nothing but pretendy time right now. So pretendy that things are going to be good instead of pretendy things are going to be bad. I know it's going to make you look smart when you say everybody's trash and then, you know, most of the, you're probably going to be more right than wrong, but that's stupid because nobody cares. You think anybody's going to give you credit? And why should they? Well, because I'm right a lot. Yeah, but that's that's stupid. Because it's not hard. It's not a talent to just say everybody's trash and then be right like seven out of ten times because that's just the hit rate. It's not impressive. It doesn't make you intelligent. Literally anybody can do that. So if, if that's what you're doing, to try to be intellectually superior, you know, and, and, and again, I get it because everyone's being optimistic and you're a realist and you understand. That's fine, but again, you don't have to ruin everybody else's party. They're just having fun. <laughs> just It's almost like that uh, scene from The Office, and I know he wasn't being deliberate but it it just reminded me of this but they're at this super fancy upscale uh, upscale cocktail party and uh dwight who has no um again he wasn't it's not a great parallel because he wasn't doing it on purpose to be vindictive but he just has no social manners or whatever you want to call it looks over to this uh very hoity-toity lady who's enjoying a nice shrimp and says uh you see that uh black line running through the middle of the shrimp that's feces (laughs) <laughs> and she, she's just disgusted and puts the shrimp down or something to that effect. I don't know but it's like just let people have fun again trust me nobody's impressed you want to impress people tell us who's gonna be good otherwise just stop I know we all understand the odds are stacked against Jordan Love we all understand that he had struggles in college so what we all understand that he threw some bad passes in practice don't care We get it. I know. I know you didn't like the pick. Stop. Football's a party. If you're going to show up, have fun. Contribute in a positive manner. Help people have fun and they'll like you. If you're just showing up to the party to ruin everybody's fun, don't go to the party. And by the way, the party essentially would be like social media. That's not to say you can't have an opinion, but give an opinion that's rational. Make it a discussion, not just coming in there, just smashing people's fine china for fun at the cocktail party. Like just walking in and be like, hey, how you doing? I'm a Packer fan. Where's your nicest china? I'm going to smash all of it. That's, that literally is what people do on social media all the time. You see that love from Jordan? You see, you see that sweet throw from Jordan Love? Wow, that was crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, I see people are having fun. I see they're, they're, they're enjoying Jordan Love. They must not know he threw a bunch of interceptions that one time. They they think he's going to be good. They're so stupid. I'm so mad. No, nah, man, they're just having fun. They're just enjoying football. It's just a game. Okay. It's just, it's just a pastime, something to do for fun when, you know, we're trying to get an escape from people who are just angry unnecessarily, you know, in your house, at your job, on the road. It's a fun thing that people do. It's a place where they can come together with other people that are kind of like-minded, It's one of the things that bridges the gap politically, at least to some degree, as long as you don't tell them your politics, at least. But, you know, let's be honest. People that generally wouldn't talk to each other, talk to each other and hang out and have a good time and like each other. It's it's an overall positive experience. And even when there's attacking between Packers and Bears fans, it's just for fun. It's a fun thing to do. So just have fun. You're invited to the party, but you got to be fun. You can still be a realist and have your opinions, but don't just don't be a jerk. And saying Jordan Love is going to be trash because he threw some bad passes in practice, that's just being a jerk. You know that that's not intellectually honest. You know that. And again, go tell me Trevor Lawrence is trash because he threw back-to-back pick sixes. If you're not going to do that, then, then stop. Okay? That's it. Anyways, you guys uh, have yourselves a good Wednesday. I got to go to work. I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.